Well, hello everybody. I am Carrie Adams. Down to business, Winnie Bowman, who is a Cape Wine Master. She's a colleague, a co-wine judge, an overall mensch. But today she's got her hat on that says a big Mrs. Brandy South Africa, because that's what we're going to be speaking to. So Winnie, welcome to Biz News. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Carrie, and thanks. It's always lovely to speak to you. And um, this is also my first time on the Alec Hogg Techno Show. It's a bit daunting. So I hope, I hope that we all have enough brandy in our glasses. I know it's a little bit early, and I know we're not allowed to buy it, but if you have it, you certainly may drink it. I know. Well, um, when I was busy going yeah. through all my things to speak to you about today, actually, that was one of the things that I wanted to mention because I think that people don't place enough importance to the gravitas that brandy has and brings to our wine industry. It quietly flies under the radar. Nobody takes too much notice of it, but we're going to sharpen them up. We're going to get yeah. them thinking differently today. And I think that most people who have a bottle of brandy in their house, it's there because their partner was making a trifle or a Christmas cake or something. So if you're listening... Please when... don't break my heart. Please <laughs> don't break my heart. Well, hopefully this is a podcast so people can download whenever they feel like it and we can make sure that they have some brandy in their glass whilst they yes. listen to it. But when it's down to the business of brandy, the history of brandy in South Africa has a long and wonderful and interesting legacy. I think the first brandy bottled ever was bottled on a ship, really, and it was bottled yes. in about 1672, 1676. Oh, you remember? You remember, Carrie? It's an old, old <laughs> sort of um, lecture that we had, when, if you remember when we were all studying. When was the first brandy produced? Yeah, when was the first brandy? That's always a question. Mm. Although I think if the Cape Wine Master students are listening, that is not in the paper this year. So um, okay. they, don't, they don't need to remember that. Oh, no um, tips then. Yeah, well, no tips. Well, um, you know, it, it really all started with the Dutch and the uh, Dutch East Indies Company coming to South Africa and stopping here for their replenishment of their supplies. And as you know, the Cape area is called the Cape of Storms because of all the yes. heavy swells and so on in the sea. So the sailor who first spotted land after they successfully navigated the Cape of Storms, so to speak, was rewarded with a tot of brandy. So, of oh. course, they were all very keen to have it. And of course, while they were here, there was not enough to go around. And then they had this innovative uh, chef who started distilling in the kitchen of the a ship called The Pale. Yes. And the first brandy was produced, as you quite rightly said, in 1672. And it was, of course, rough as anything because <laughs> it, it had not been double distilled and it had not seen an inch of wood <laughs> so it was just the rough spirit but yes. it mattered not to anybody it was sold out as soon as he could make as much as he could make was sold as soon as it was available goodness so we needed him really, to give us some economic yeah. lessons as well as exactly yeah yeah sell it so, before it's made so that, exactly, precisely so that's where the, the brandy industry in South Africa really started. And then, of course, moving further along in history, I mean, every uh, wine farm or, or most wine farms had a little distillery where they made uh, for, as they say, mm. for own use. And, and of course, that was all canned at the time when the KWV was um, formed and all distillation took place there. Mm. But a lot of good came out of it because they actually started setting the rules for yes. making quality brandy and, in fact, based them on the cognac 
rules in France. Well, that was uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you to outline for the listeners. What yes. is the difference between cognac and brandy? And there's really nothing other than the geographical space that it's made in, really, isn't it? Because well, brandy... it's the geographic space, and of course, we're not allowed to call it cognac. Yes. But there's also a very much a bigger difference, and that is the rules for aging. Mm. In cognac, the lowest level of cognac, which is VS, only needs to be aged for two years in oak. Yes. Whereas in South Africa, by law, it is three years, and mm. and that three years also applies to blended brandy which brings me just to a few explanations about the brandies that we have in South Africa. So we've got three styles of brandy, the first one being blended brandy, and that is normally bottled at about 43% alcohol. And that is made mainly for drinking with mixers. It's the stuff you find in the bottle of the bottom of the glass, doused with Coke, responsible for many a dreadful hangover on a Monday morning. Exactly, Mm. exactly. And then there is vintage brandy, which is, oh, sorry, and I forgot to say that the the, the blended brandy has to contain at least 30% of brandy that was pot-stilled and aged at least three years. Yes. So it is a quality product. And let me tell you something that on all the panels that I judge internationally, People are always surprised to see that a blended brandy from South Africa often wins the top prize. <laughs> they are very, very good quality products, nevertheless. And of course, France makes a lot of brandy that is not cognac. Yes. So, and, and that is not allowed to be called cognac. If it's not made in the region of cognac, it may not be called cognac. So okay. there's a lot of French brandy, which you'll see on bottles, and that's not discarded cognac or anything like that. That is just brandy that was made in France and one of the other differences is that we use mainly Uni Blanc grapes whereas in South Africa we use mainly Columbar and Shannon so that that is a a bit of a difference Mm. So when when we've got, like mm. KWV for example have got a 3 year old, they've got a 5 year old they've got a 10 year old can we equate that to sort of VS VSOP, Napoleon Okay, so if we're talking about the KWV five-year-old, the the five-year-old is um, a blended brandy, and that means that that 30% portion that I was talking about earlier was actually aged for five years and not three years, which is the minimum requirement. Yes. So that number that we see on the label is always the minimum requirement. The minimum, not the minimum requirement, the minimum age in any event yes so if you see 10 years old it means that the youngest component in that brandy is 10 but there might well be brandy in there of 20 years 30 years and 40 years for example like the kwv bottled for their centenary here a a brandy called centenary and in that bottle there is brandy that was distilled in 1926 gosh we do have extraordinary brandy you know i really i don't know how we one of my Questions for you a little bit once we've done the history and the sort of technical part of it is how do we encourage the youth of South Africa to start drinking South African brandy because there's such a huge wave of cognac drinking or, or French brandy drinking. Uh, Hennessy and Remy Martin, Courvoisier, yeah. they're all selling up a storm. They and, are. And people should be buying our South African brandy because it's half the price and double the quality. 
Well, that is my opinion, and I agree with you. And sometimes it's just that people don't know, and and that actually brings me to the Potsdam brandies, which is mm. really the pinnacle of our production, and and that is brandy that's been a hundred percent double distilled, and then as I say, the minimum year that's indicated on the bottle that is the youngest component of that brandy. Yes. So we've got we've got three quite big players, and they are the KWV, Van Rain, and um, Odemolen. Yes. And all of them have brandies of different age uh, statements. And I must say there's been a very big drive by the South African Brandy Foundation to increase the awareness of uh, the potstall brandies and just the sheer delight of tasting something South African. And, of course, in many cases, much, much better. Because if you think about a VS cognac, yes, it's only two years in oak, minimum of two years, whereas... Our one would be a minimum of three and most at at least five years. Mm, mm. So if we look at how much brandy we make per year, it's actually quite astonishing. I mean, that's that's what I was going to ask you. In terms of production, how much brandy do we actually produce in South Africa annually? Okay, so that figure of how much we produce is a little bit of an industry secret. But what I can tell you is how much we sell. Okay. And we sell about 30 million liters of brandy a year. Good Lord. So that's about 40 million bottles. And is that largely locally sold or is it is uh, that... ma- mainly local? And part of the reason is, as um, I've been advocating for for a very long time, is in Europe the bottling volume is 700 mils and our bottles are of course 750 yes so if they want to make a big push into the eu that needs to be packaged in 700 milliliter bottles and the alcohol volume content is also different isn't it okay so our alcohol for pot still is a minimum of 38 percent and most of those in europe are 40 but it's between 38 and 40 anyway yes and moreover with this 30 million liters of brandy that we sell, um, we must remember that it takes five liters of wine to make one liter of brandy. So the brandy is actually a quite a big part of the wine industry because to sell 30 million liters of brandy, you would have had to distill 150 million liters of wine. Yes. And of course, just on the point of the wine, uh, I just want to make it clear that the wine that is used for brandy distillation is not once or or can use. The wine for brandy distillation is very specific with a very specific set of rules and laws and um, criteria according yeah. to the liquor act. Mm, yeah, mm, mm. so it's a big contributor to the uh, wine industry. That's where I was going because we sort of got a little bit of a COVID slant on most of our interviews at the moment because we can't really get away yeah. from it. Um, it's brandy very industry. tough at the moment. Yeah. Tell us, how tough is it? Well, just in the last few days um, with the new harvest looming, there's a lot of panic in the wine industry because I've heard figures from between 65 and 80% of winemakers, uh, wine producers rather, that still have wine from last year, from the 2020 vintage in their tanks. So they don't have space for the new wine. Even yesterday, I got a panicked call from somebody who said they've got 60 tons of beautiful Sauvignon Blanc to sell, but because they cannot use it, their tanks are full. 
Right. So we need we need to be able to move this wine in order to accommodate the new harvest. I think we better and get on the phone to Dr. Rupert and ask him to buy it all up to make it into brandy. What do you think? Just. <laughs> <laughs> Shall you? Fo- I think we both phone. Let's phone him. Time. He'll be terrified of both of us when he. <laughs> Imagine if we phone him together. Gosh, he'll never take the call. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. it is a bit of a problem. I know. I'm chatting to Mutli Mukhasi as well about with his oh. pro hat on, and yes. you know they've made a big sort of submission to government about it as well because we have got a looming. Uh, harvest coming up in the next week or two. It's starting, and in fact, I think for some of the champagne growers, it's already started. And, it has because I actually spoke to Peter Peter Ferreira from Grabeck yesterday, and he said to him, "I'm standing knee deep in the grapes." Okay. So they have already started um, harvesting, mm. and the others are literally weeks away. So it is quite a big problem, and it's quite an urgent problem. Mm. And you know, Carrie, it's not only. The wine producers, if you think about the people oh. who supply the bottles, exactly. the people who supplies the labels, the closures, the foils, the, the, corks, the transport, yeah. the foils, mm. the everything. Mm. So it is a very big knock on effect. Mm. And if we just get back to brandy, I mean, the tax on brandy is 45% of the selling price is the excise to the government. So it's a very large chunk of money that is now going because they're losing it. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that coupled with the fact that after a bit of a slump, brandy has made a quite a big comeback um, yes. in uh, off, a, off a low base, I have to add. Yes. But it's been growing about 22% on average since 2014. So we are making inroads. You know, yes. we are drinking more South African brandy. Mm. And of course, you know, you were talking about younger people earlier on. Mm. There are quite a few of the gin producers, the craft gin producers, also trying their hand at craft brandy. Mm. And there's been such a lovely uptake on that because people are familiar with a with a gin brand and they there's no reason not to also try the brandy. Yes. Which has been very brilliant. And people have been quite innovative in this way. I mean we've got some ten year old brandy that's been aged for a year in bourbon and American bourbon casks. Lovely. We've got infusion of black honey from Zambia. And then we've got of course like brands like Biffelsfontein, Brannewein, <laughs> and those kind of things strike a chord with the younger drinkers they do. And, and reach a broader market, which well, is I great. Think, I think also, just on our last point of how we try and up the sales and give everybody a bit of a boost, I know that in Johannesburg in Gauteng, there's a huge move to cocktails and well, doing oh, I was innovative talk about things that. with mm. brandy and making brandy cocktails and things. So it's just another way of trying to boost all these sales that we need so badly. Well, in Cape Town now, we have a cocktail bar dedicated to brandy cocktails. Brilliant. Where is it? It's in the waterfront. It's called Cause and Effect, and it's run by that lovely man, Kurt Schlechter. Oh, wow. And I have seen the most beautiful cocktails coming out of that place. And he has actually taken a complete holistic approach on cocktail, brandy cocktail making, because he says he's inspired by the sea, the mountains, the Feinbos, and the winelands. How divine. So... Yeah, so all of those things have to feature in his cocktails. And he's done exceptionally well. And, I mean, people should go and look at his Instagram account. Uh, I'm not so familiar about how one does it. But (laughs) they are beautiful. That's where you, Alec, and I are in the same techno-retarded situation. Listen, listen, he's like eons ahead of us at this stage. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they're beautiful photographs. And, and for example, there was one cocktail he made, which was called um, Sikerbossi <laughs> or Sugarbird. And it was, he, he actually had glasses designed that looked like a bird. Pretty. And it was served in this glass with, with its beak covered with honey and pollen and stuff. And then you drink the, the, the cocktail through the, the beak. It is out just of, too Out beautiful. of Cape Town, always something new, hey? I know. I'm not going to try and do the Latin for that. When's, yeah. If I say to you, what's your favorite brandy at the moment? Tell me. You're only allowed one. I can't. You have to. But if you have to. Who's your favorite me? child? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> so I can see all the voodoo dolls sitting out there with the pins ready to stick you straight into my head. We'll my have heart. more turns, but it's just for today. What's your favorite for today? Today, my favorite at the moment is the KWV 15-year-old brandy. Oh, tell me I a quick few adjectives and it. then we few adjectives to well, describe. It, it is just so smooth, so elegant, and just quintessential South Africa and you can taste the South African sunshine in every little sip. Oh, it is gorgeous. Good. You know, I, I ran a brandy tasting for some international uh, journalists last week and they were, first of all, blown away by the quality of our brandy mm. and the 15-year-old was their favorite as well. Brilliant. So when at you, the moment, that's my best. You and I, people like you and I, we have a mission and a journey to try and fix all of this mess that we found ourselves yep. in. And we started today with you as my maiden interviewee. Thank you so much for making yourself available. I Thank love, you, Kiko. love speaking to you as always. Um, and put Me one too. of those into your glass this evening and I'll chat again soon. I'm going to send you a picture.